I guess I, I failed to prepare myself for the flood of memories and emotions. A little bit than 32 years ago, uh, we were Dwight and Darla were just a few feet back. <clears throat> In this very room, God is faithful. Charge to the congregation. Extend greetings to you this evening in the name of Jesus Christ. You know, there's no other pulpit I'd prefer to stand behind than the pulpit that faces the prairie congregation. It gives me feelings of love, relationship, understanding, etc. And it means so much to me. You as a congregation are a very, very integral part of the Church of Jesus Christ. It's a two-way street. We've been talking a lot about the work of the ministry. Ray talked earlier about working together. You know, it's, it's, it's about the program of God and us working together. And it's not about any one single person or individual. It's as we find our place in God's program that God can receive the glory. There's just a couple of things I'd like to challenge you and charge you with as a congregation um, as we go through this experience together with the Lord Jesus Christ. First one I'd like to challenge you with, I'd like you to open your hearts. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 1. This is the Apostle Paul. And the thought is there that Brother Ray talked about. It says in verse 1 of 2 Corinthians chapter 6, We then as workers together with him beseech you also that you receive not the grace of God in vain. God desires that we work together as a ministry, as a congregation for his program. The verses I like to particularly or I want to draw your attention to are down further in this chapter, verses 11 through 13. This is the Apostle Paul talking to the church at Corinth. In verse 11 it says, O ye Corinthians, or I could say, O ye prairie congregation, our mouth is open unto you, our heart is enlarged. Ye are not straightened in us, but ye are straightened in your own bowels. Now, for a recompense in the same I speak as unto my children, be ye also enlarged. What the Apostle Paul is telling the church there, he's saying, I have opened my mouth. I heard Dwight say, uh, confirm this evening that he's going to uh, speak, have a ministry of speaking and teaching. So he's going to open his mouth. The Apostle Paul here has opened his mouth, and he opened his heart in doing that. And uh, we need to open our hearts to receive the truth that is shared by him and the Apostle Paul. Workers together for the glory of God and the church. Accept our brother, accept Dwight as a gift from God. No worry about who gets the credit. We're sharing only because of the grace of God this evening. Any one of us. What we have to contribute to the church and the building program of God is only, in verse 1 there, because of the grace of Jesus Christ that we can, that is appropriate in our lives. So, number one, open your hearts. Continue to open your hearts as the truth is shared in behalf of Brother Dwight. 
The second thing I'd like to challenge you to is in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 15, and Brother Ray read over this uh, earlier. I'm just going to pick that pick one verse out there. First uh, Peter chapter 2, verse 15. For so is the will of God, that with well-doing ye may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men. I'd like to challenge you this evening, open your hearts, and then be productive. Be well-doers in the church. God's will for you as a congregation is that you would be his channel, through which deeds of kindness, love, expressions of gratitude, would be shared. God wants you to be a channel. The thing that challenged me there in verse 15, notice the last part, that ye may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men. You know, the world would like to suggest that the church won't work. But it does work. It's God's program. It works because of who he is, not because of who we are. A church that is made up of well-doers leaves a testimony that will silence its critics and leave them confounded. Will you commit yourself this evening as a congregation to be a well-doer for the glory of Jesus Christ and his church? Just dropping down to verse 16, I had a, uh, it talks about as servants of God. You know, there's no better master tonight than to be a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the best master that you could select. Verse 17 talks about loving the brotherhood. How much do you love? I'd like to challenge you to love, continue to love the brotherhood. Open your hearts, be well-doers, productive members of the congregation. Going to Romans chapter 12. For the uh, third point that I have that I'd like to leave with you. Romans chapter 12. third point I'd like to challenge you is to continue to bring your vessel. Verse 5 would have the thought, it says, So we being many are one body in Christ, and every one members one of another. Each of you brings a unique vessel to the congregation. And I appreciate each one of you. Verse 6 talks about different gifts according to the grace given to us. As I thought about the experience of this past week, I thought, you know, it's, there is, we know that the possibility, we know it was the possibility, we know it was true, that there were different names shared. Does that make you any less a part of the body of the prairie congregation? Absolutely not. It doesn't. You observe, you see different aspects in different people. You shared what your conviction was. You shared what your uh, thoughts were in relation to the selection of a minister. But you know, the bottom line of our differences in sharing our various gifts and abilities is not fractions and splinters, but rather it's, uh, it's, it's a commitment to work together for the building of the church when, when a decision has been made. You know, the, the ordination process is not perfect simply because man is not perfect. I think Ray talked about that. God has entrusted the church with that responsibility. You know, it, you think of the many different ways God could have done it. I mean, he, we could sit here in silence tonight, and God's hand could have came down and wrote a name on the blackboard. But God has not chosen that way to select. 
He, he has entrusted so much to the church, the body of believers. And we need to be faithful in, in working together, not using that as something that's divisive among us, but that we are committed to uh, uh, building the church in our different uh, gifts. You know, we could, we could uh, debate Lot versus voice of the congregation. Uh, there's stories uh, documented back in the school library here of a brother being ordained by a, a recipe card, a jam recipe card. Uh, read it myself uh, instead of the lot slip. Uh, this is, I think Brother Arnie shared this. He said there's actually uh, more appointments in the early church than there are uh, simply than using the lot, perhaps. I, I, I'm not taking, I didn't research that myself, but uh, again, it's, uh, let's use our differences to build rather than to splinter and divide. So that's a challenge I leave with you. The fourth thing I'd like to leave with you is in Matthew chapter 28, verse 20. Begin reading at verse 18, maybe. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Fourth thing I'd like to remind you of and challenge you and charge you with is the realization of is that God is with us always. In spite of the changes that are taking place in our congregation, you know, 32 years ago, there were just a handful here. Uh, I'm encouraged that the congregation has grown as it has. Um, change is inevitable. Uh, and you know, as a number of months ago, when we sat down and, and started planning the ordination process, you know, as, as brethren, as we sat and shared around the table, you know, it was interesting to observe some of you welcome change and embrace it, and it, it can't happen fast enough. And then some of us are more reluctant to change. Uh, what's the balance? Well, we have a change in leadership, involving leadership here. But however, I'd like to remind you, we have the same God, and we have the same mission. That will not change. I'm confident of that. The challenge I want to, to, to leave with you as a congregation in this change, where is your focus? Is it on, are we looking for little details? Or rather, is our focus on the God who does not change? And keep our focus on the mission that he has assigned you to as a member of the Church of Jesus Christ. In conclusion, turn to Hebrews chapter 13. Hebrews 13, verse 20. Now the God of peace that brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of, our sh of the sheep through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make you perfect in every good work to do his will, working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. And I beseech you, brethren, suffer the word of exhortation, for I have written a letter unto you in a few words. Know ye that our brother, and 
the word, the name in here is Timothy, and we could put Dwight in there. Know ye that our brother Dwight is set at liberty, with whom, if he comes shortly, I will see you. Salute all them that have the rule over you, and all the saints, they of Prairie, Italy, salute you. My challenge is to you this evening that Dwight's testimony 32 years from now would be the same as mine. This pulpit is the best pulpit to preach from for the glory of Jesus Christ. God bless you.